Hi, we are Rini and Rebecca from the Euromarine Network. This is our Researchers in the Spotlight podcast, where we meet up with expert marine researchers from our network to hear their stories. To showcase their insights and highlight their groundbreaking achievements in the various special, rare and novel areas of marine science. Good morning, Irene, and welcome to this new episode of Researchers in the Spotlight. Let me first introduce you. You're currently a researcher at the Integrated Marine Ecology Department at Stazione Zoologica Anton Dorn. Many people know it as SZN in Napoli, Italy. And you hold a master's degree in marine sciences from the Universidad de Cadiz in Spain and have completed your PhD in marine ecology at the same institution. And then in the last 10 years, you have been actively involved in several competitive projects as the principal investigator and have participated in various research projects related to seagrass and marine ecosystems. And your work includes investigating the effects of CO2 on seagrass photophysiology, uh, the long-term effects of high CO2 on seagrass photosynthetic machinery, and also the identification and distribution of seagrass meadows. So a lot of research to date. It's very amazing. And today you're here especially to tell us more about the Foresight Workshop you've been leading, which is called the Pathgrass Workshop if I'm correct, and is all around seagrass. Um, but before I get into that, I wanted to ask you, you're based in Napoli in Italy. How hot is it over there at the moment in mid-September? Hopefully warmer than here in rainy Ireland. <laughs> Definitely, yes. But it has been a really hot summer, a really warm one. But now it seems temperature are cooling down a bit, so much better than in July and August, definitely. <laughs> but yet we are Mediterranean. We love this weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. I know. I, I I wish it was slightly warmer here. It's raining at the moment. So um, <laughs> Napoli sounds lovely. No, no rain yet here. We are, we are waiting for it. Yeah, actually, it would be good if it doesn't. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, so yes, let's jump into the first question. Um, as I said, a lot of your research to date is around seagrass, including the effects of CO2, the identification of seagrass meadows, and a lot more. How did you fall in love with this research topics, or what led you down this path in the first place? Well, it, it, uh, the story comes from a long time ago, no? Actually, since my university degree, I, I studied marine science and I did my master, as you mentioned, and I started collaborating with the ecology department and they worked in, uh, with seagrasses. And that was the, that was the beginning, no? The, the see that how plant plants were able to recolonize marine environments and how they deal with it, with, a, with a, actually with a, with a system that is not Oh, they were framed to because they were terrestrial, and that that you know tricks the, the curiosity on me. And since then, I I just worked with them basically. That's very interesting. So straight away from the start, um, and that's a good point about the um about them being terrestrial in the first place, and then adapting to this new environment. Um, and could you briefly introduce the specific research topic that your foresight workshop focused on um, and also describe maybe the significance in the field of marine science and how it's related to seagrass? Yes, I'll, I'll try. So, well, first of all, let me say that this, this workshop is not 
just uh, my initiative. The, the, the core idea was built with uh, Antonio Castro, which is another researcher, a professor from the University of Almeria. And uh, we met a couple of years ago and we started talking basically by chance. And it's what the, the, the idea came into it because he works on more on socio-ecological systems, terrestrial systems. He was interested in marine environments. I came from the sea. I was interested in socio-ecological systems. So that was a bit the, the, the combo that, that we, we start thinking about and where the idea came into it. And uh, the, the rationale is that uh, I, I will speak most from my perspective. So at this point, as you see, what you just said is that I've been working in seagrasses for such a long time. I'm super convinced they are important. Actually, the research community agrees on that. But somehow uh, people don't know about seagrasses at all. They don't know what they are. They don't know what they are important. So that was the question, no? what can we do? Because you cannot care about what you don't know. And so the first point is let's, why people don't know and even more why people don't like, because there's actually people that don't like seagrasses, don't like going <laughs> into the beach and see these cast over leaves on the shore. So, so it's, it's kind of a pointless, do a lot of research and invest a lot of energy and money if you do not get a result for for the society, no, and you cannot translate that, so that was the all the rationale behind, and it was like, okay, let's think about something that could let us to explore how this connection of uh, human with seagrasses is built, and of course we we just we had to do a step back. No, it's just not about seagrasses; it's how humans relate to nature. But with the idea to to focus on seagrasses and to see how we could apply that to seagrasses. That's very interesting. Um, thanks so much for that introduction. I didn't know that that's kind of where the idea came from. Is that you you noticed that a lot of people don't know about seagrasses at all, and that's that that's your main idea of changing that was the foresight workshop so how did you go about it like what what was your methodology i suppose in the foresight workshop um with which you wanted to uh, get more people introduced to the seagrass to seagrasses and to their importance yeah well uh, that that was uh that was a really nice point because actually we realized that if we wanted this to work we should be uh not just multidisciplinarity, but transdisciplinary by, by since the core, no, because this this idea involves research from the biological or more marine science point of view, also from so, socio-ecological systems, from social science. So we designed to we decide to kind of uh, invite people from different disciplines, uh, obviously related with the topic we were caring from, and gather them together and try to put a bit of all of our knowledge and see which, uh, which theoretical background could work and if there were a methodology that could be implemented quite straightforward. And actually we were so, so, so fortunate because we have some participants that came from the social, social science discipline and they provide us a model which is called the five dimensions of the human nature connectedness. I don't want to go into too much detail, but but uh, if you want, I'll, I'll happy to, to explain it a bit further. 
and is a model that has been applied in terrestrial systems and evaluates from different perspectives how these human nature uh, relationships are built. And we decided that could, that could work for seagrasses. And the idea of the workshop was to test in ourselves this methodology. So it was an, we call it an immersive workshop. Uh, so to, to see if, if this could work. So we just uh, isolate ourselves for four days in, in Cabo de Gata is a marine protected uh, marine park, marine protected area in the south of Spain, where there are, of course, seagrasses. And we just uh, went to the field to see how we experience the, the nature and the seagrass environment. And then we test the methodology in ourselves to see if it was possible to work with that. And then with the, with the scope, with the idea to translate this methodology and open up to the to the rest of the community. That sounds really interesting. I'm actually very interested in that um, five-dimensional uh, methodology <laughs> that you mentioned. How how exactly does it work? What does it involve? Well, in, in short, uh, is a is a methodology developed by Yves et al. a few years ago, and it uh, the the idea behind is that these these connections that uh, humans develop with nature can be structured at five different dimensions that goes from the let's call it from the shallower level to a deeper level and that would be uh, the um, the material that is what we obtain from nature is the most immediate no for instance food or resources or wood uh, whatever something that we take from nature then uh, is the experiential dimension is how we uh, what we do in nature for instance we use nature for mm -hmm. going for a walk for a swim for uh, um, to gather with friends or to escape from reality then is the cognitive dimension that uh, relates to what we know about nature the, the concept that nature works on that way or is important because of these, or there's uh, natural cycles and the nature. So it's more like the theoretical, what we have learned about nature and how it works. Then is the, um, and, and as you see, we go into a deeper, more personal level here. Then it goes to the, um, the emotional dimension is how we feel about nature. And, and that's maybe the, the most, where it most, it's more clear that all these dimensions can work in positive or negative way because you can have emotion, positive emotions. Nature can give you peace or happiness, but also can be frightening. You may experience fear or insecurity if you are alone under the water or in the woods. And the last dimension is the philosophical dimension, which is the, the deepest one and is seen as the one that can foster more change into society. So it, it, it is the more powerful somehow, but it's also the most difficult to, to evaluate and to, uh, to, to tune, no? is how do we see ourselves in nature? How do we experience nature in a philosophical dimension? It can go into religion beliefs, or, or the spiritual or um, past beliefs, you know? so, so it, it, it covers uh, an, another, another level of complexity. And as you can see, it goes from quite immediate things that you can quantify into a really personal subjective uh, aspects of nature. That's, that's really amazing. A very, um, yeah, I've never heard of, of this um, methodology before, but it sounds like it could be very relevant also for a lot of other 
research topics and exactly um, yeah the the way that humans and um yeah yeah I must I must be honest I've never heard about that before it was starting working on this workshop yeah. where, where I mean I, I'm I'm learning a lot with all this experience yeah I can imagine yeah <laughs> That's brilliant. And in terms of the Foresight Workshop, so how did that contribute then to the evolution and maybe the advancement of your research topic? Um, so for instance, did it help identify new directions, methodologies? I mean, you mentioned this methodology already or emerging issues that were previously overlooked or that were never done like this before? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. As as I told you already, I come from uh, ecology, that style of uh, biology, science applied. So, so this was kind of opening a, a new line of research for me, which I found it super uh, challenging, and and I'm really uh, into it. I, I think it it can have a huge potential. And as as you said also, I mean, we decided to apply to seagrass, but it's not just limited to seagrass. The potential of this of this methodology is is huge. It can apply to different systems, uh, to different biotopes or or objects of studies, and also to say that this is not the only methodology available. I mean, as I say, social science is a huge uh, and and really well established discipline. So there are other methodologies. I'm not just being exclusive on that, but I think that this one has potential. And it can be implemented to seagrasses and to other um, biotopes, and also has the the, the, um, the potentiality of being transdisciplinary because the outputs that you get from it can be somehow easily related to to people, and it somehow maybe easy to translate to stakeholders or to policy or to other uh, arenas that somehow sometimes. For us as a researcher, it's difficult to, to get to it. So, so that's why I think is is relevant and, and definitely open up a lot of opportunities in my in, in my professional career. So so yeah, I think it's it has been a really good opportunity for me. That's that's amazing. What kind of opportunities in your own personal professional career um did it open up for you or what what kind of maybe from that experience, what kind of new research are you doing at the moment or are you planning to do around that? Well, uh, as, as a first uh, output of the of the workshop, we decide to organize a session in the ASLO Congress, which is one of kind of the main event in, in of one of the main events in, in marine sciences. So we organize a special session on human nature a relationship and cognitiveness and for and in one of the sessions was a talk where I present precisely the this workshop and the results we got and all the the rationale behind and to be honest we were a bit afraid because it was like oh maybe nobody will sign up, sign up for this session you know it's something really new we are not sure if marine researchers are really into it but but it was a it, it was a blast. We were super happy. We got uh, some sessions, uh, really interesting sessions, of other researchers all around the world working on on the same line. But also we realized that there was a lot of interest from from researchers in general. So people came into the session and and were interested about this kind of of science, no, the kind of results, this this transdisciplinarity. So, so in that sense, it, it was really, really, really good uh, rush of energy for us. 
to see that there was a, um, an interest from the research community. Also, the, um, uh, Antonio Castro um, presented results in a summer course last uh, July on blue economy mm-hmm. in, in, in marine systems. So, so again, this was more focused on socio-ecological systems from the perspective of stakeholders, economy, policy. So again, it's, it's kind of the message that is getting into it. So and and then of course we are just trying to to work on a on a proposal for a for a funded project, no, kind of widening the 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 scope and to start digging into this research line to get more results. That's very interesting, brilliant. Um, and in terms of the the workshop that you have done so far, what were so the main outcomes or maybe the key findings that really stuck out um, to you um, that, that are maybe the most important findings that you have from this workshop? Uh, well, I, I, again, I, I speak as my perspective. I think I, I, I really hope I will <laughs> cover our participants' <laughs> view. But for me, it was as a really positive thing is that the willingness of all of us coming from different disciplines to to work together, which is not always a guarantee. Yeah, so, so it was it was really nice to see that we were all uh, committed to and and really convinced about this need of of uh, going a bit outside our bubble and be able to translate science to to society and see how this works. But also, this is challenging, and we all realize that. So, just coming from the baseline of the this. Um, the semantics, the words we use, the concepts we use for the, the same word may mean different things among disciplines. No? So, so that was quite challenging for us. Mm-hmm. To So we, we had to step back somehow at the, at the beginning of the workshop to say, okay, look, just put a common garden of the words and the concepts we use to be sure that when we mention that, we all agree what we mean. Because that's something that sometimes is guarantee among disciplines, and, and but it's not true, no? that there are some connotations that are slightly different and it's needed to do this, this mm-hmm. again, common garden, no? putting all together to be sure that we understand each other when we when we speak. But but yeah, it was really good. And also I the potentiality of, as I say, to to develop this line. No? This, this workshop was really good because it was like a, a starting point, but we, we saw the perspective, no? we saw the, the future mm-hmm. of it. So it was really, really challenging, really nice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And you mentioned also uh, just before that you were planning to do a um, yeah a funded research project around this to further to further develop on on that methodology and that research. Um, what exactly are you planning to to go into um, further detail with, or what will that funded what kind of funded research are you looking to do with it going forward? Well, like, that's always the challenge. We are, we are going, we are aiming, aiming high. <laughs> so, so we will really would love to to apply for the um, European funded project because mm-hmm. we think it, it covers one of the, at present, the Horizon Europe uh, global framework um, 
Ames, which is working for a sustainable oceans for a yeah. integrated uh, um, workflow of, of the oceans, blue economy. So somehow this this, this this workshop feeds into it because at the end what it aims is understanding how, how society integrates into the ocean, how is the relationship, so then you can turn at points to to make, uh, to work for a better ocean at the end, no? to, to preserve what we have, what we have, to make it sustainable, to, to, to face the challenge that the, we as as a society and the ocean as a as a main uh, playground for all of us is is facing now. so so it frames into European uh, guidelines, but I mean that that's the the big part uh, and also international um, uh, funding uh, agencies that also uh, look for these transdisciplinary projects are are into the scope. But we are not excluding anything. So also local initiatives or mm -hmm. working with ONG, uh, ONGs or any sort of funding that allows us to start working on, on it are, are welcome. Because as I, thought, as I said, this workshop was like the first stone. Mm -hmm. So yeah. small steps at the beginning, but, but keeping in mind that the potential is, is huge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and following on from that, actually, it's it's kind of related maybe to um, one of my previous questions as well is, um, have you or is there any plan to present the research findings also to policymakers or other stakeholders in the marine science community? I know that the workshop was in itself a very transdisciplinary workshop, so you had a lot of different uh, scientists or also people from the um, social sciences there, um, but were there policymakers there or is there any plan to present those findings to policymakers? Um, yes. <laughs> so so the, the, the global answer is, is yes, definitely, because somehow this project is, the final target is, is that, no? I mean, it, one mm. of, the, of, the, of the objectives is, is working on that to give a product so it can be implemented into society. At this point, I would say that the product is not ready uh, yet. Mm -hmm. But as I said, there has been some, some talks, some presentations where policy makers and stakeholders were involved. So slowly the message is getting into it. We are working into a research publication also that it, I think the product would, could, the output of this publication could be a good product to deliver to policymakers and stakeholders because it would demonstrate how this could work and getting the perspective of society and how um, what would be the dimension that uh, is more important to target in always to foster change. Yeah. But the, I, I can explain a bit more in detail, but I think that the, the, the idea is this. So, so yeah. again, I definitely, yes. To be realistic, we are not yet in the point of uh, sitting down meeting to deliver a final product mm -hmm. but the yeah. the hints we have got so far I think are quite promising and definitely we will try to keep this contact with managers and stakeholders because uh, the results we're getting so far can give some hints that can be put into place yeah that's brilliant um, I'm looking forward to see where where the research takes you once you have um, a funded project with us as well um, now we're coming to the very end of this interview. 
unfortunately. Um, it was very interesting so far. Um, and I want to wrap it up with a question that is particularly relevant to all our motivated researchers out there, which is what advice or suggestions would you give to future foresight workshop leads in terms of maximizing the benefits and the outcomes of, of their workshop? Uh, well, as a, as a personal viewer, we'll, I will go go for big. <laughs> like, no, in the sense that for, for us, it was like, uh, you know, going into uncharted waters, you know, when we designed this workshop, it's like, okay, we have this idea. We don't know if this will work. We really, Antonia and I, we, we really think so, that it was a great idea, but, you know, it's like, we are not sure if this will work. But we went for it and it worked really well. And it was thanks to initiative like the foresight workshops that we could start working on that. Otherwise, it would have not been possible. So for future people, I would say, like, if you have an idea, uh, just, just go for it. Uh, even if you, you know, if it's not super well designed, but but you see the potentiality, just, just go for it. And also, I would say, like... Um, think a bit ahead of the workshop in advance. So once you know you, you, you have this opportunity to gather a group of people for this workshop, think about the, the after the workshop, no? Because it will help you to, to, to design um, a strategy to be more, more effective, no? Because we are all super busy. And then in five days, you are all together, amazing ideas came into place and you are super motivated. But then when you come back home, all the work day-to-day -day work comes into it so so it, it it takes a while to keep this collaboration alive and it's easier if you have a strategy so so this could actually comes up in a final product no or 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 in a project or in something that really can be a a deliverable that makes a change Thanks so much for those insights. Uh, that was the last question for today. And thanks again for telling us about your experiences, breakthroughs and the tips also. We learned a lot today, I think. Everyone listening in would say the same. I especially take home your message from very early on where you said a lot of people don't actually know about seagrasses and obviously you cannot care about something that you don't know. And I think that's true for a lot of research in marine science in general, the ocean is still a vastly underexplored field and especially a lot of people in society who, who aren't necessarily involved in marine sciences often just don't know about the functions, for instance, of seagrass and why it is so important. So I think that's a very important take home message and especially that that's the issue that you are trying to tackle with your research, uh, which is very interesting. Um, and the idea of this holistic model where, or the idea of that five-dimensional methodology of human relationships to nature, inclu including from the cognitive to the emotional to the philosophical dimension. I think it's a very, very interesting and new basis um, for a methodology to do research on and as we mentioned earlier could could be 
used for a lot of other research fields, I'm sure, in the future. Um, and it's very interesting specifically because um, we only had a, a webinar yesterday, actually, with Euromarine. Um, I know, <laughs> I miss it, but I know. Yeah, yeah. It was, and it's very interesting because it, it yes. kind of went into this question a little bit. It was about ocean sciences, arts and philosophy. I see, yeah. And it went a lot into this question of what is our our human perception of nature? What is our connection to nature, especially in this new era of um in this new digitized era where you're kind of losing the touch exactly. to nature a little bit and how can you get that back so i think it's a very very interesting field of research that will become more and more important um so yeah it's it's amazing that that you're doing research in this field and i thought that was a very good note to end on and <laughs> thanks thanks again for your really relevant and lovely insights and to anyone listening in today stay tuned for the next episode of researchers in the spotlight well thank you so much rebecca and thank you for the euromarine Euromarine, for giving us the opportunity of talking about our foresight workshop and and for for actually for giving us the opportunity also to organize this workshop